stories, we're going to scare the hell out of you. At least I hope so. If you're in the middle of a scam, I need you to hear this loud and clear. If you're a family member of a victim like me, I'm sorry, but you need to hear this too. If you're a first-time listener, my mom gave $350,000 to a scumbag before her death at the beginning of the pandemic. This time on Scammer Stories, we're going to hear a story from a woman we'll call Donna. Like so many victims, Donna is still shocked that this happened to her. I've had people very surprised because I'm not, I think, the typical person who is scammed. I've read so many stories and a lot of it is women who, I I don't want to say this because it sounds judgmental, but desperate, Mm -hmm. who have nothing going on in their life and lonely. Now, I was lonely. I mean, everybody through COVID, I mean, we're all lonely, Mm -hmm. um, especially if you have no family. But mine was from other reasons. I just had my 55th birthday and I have been divorced for 12 years. I have a 21-year-old son who, let's say, I can't admire another human being more than I do him at this point in his life. Um, He's in the military and I've owned my own business for 22, going on 23 years. Donna was doing well when her ordeal started not that long ago in 2021. I've had ups and downs in my business, but for the most part, very successful. I'm pretty admired for what I do. It was actually through Pinterest. I have probably 50 some odd boards on there and they were all public. So I have a feeling this man was profiling me for a very long time. And he sent me a private message. And it's funny because I never, ever look to see if there's even messages in Pinterest. I never, ever look. And then I see that I had a message. And I was like, huh, that's peculiar. And I read it. And it was like an old friend was talking to me. It was basically saying, I've been looking at your boards and I see what a um, unique individual you are. I look at Pinterest to keep me sane during the hard times while I'm here in Syria. And he gave me his rank. He gave me his unit. He gave me his company. And I researched it because my son's in the military. Well, everything checked out except for his name. I mean, because I didn't really have his full name, but to know that that company exists, his commanders exist, all of that information checked out. So I was like, okay, this guy's pretty legit. So then we just started chatting. I said, I don't know why you're chatting with me. I'm not here for romance or anything like that. But he just slowly and slowly and slowly kept brainwashing me in a way. Early on, it wasn't brainwashing. Later on, it was. And then we jumped off of there, as they always want to do, onto another platform to chat. Fast forward, this lasted almost eight months. He took every dime I had and more. She was sued by the people who loaned her money that she lost in the scam. Because I was loaned almost 300000 from other people. This is not a little scam. This was not just like twenty, thirty thousand. 30000 This was upwards of over 500000 I could have lost my whole business that I've worked 22 years for. 
And the only reason I didn't is because I have built such a reputation with my clients that I told my clients what happened and they all supported me. And two of them even gave me quite a few thousand dollars to keep my business running because I've known them for over 12, 13 years. I lost my office so that I did lose. I had to get a lawyer because I was going to be sued for extortion. One contractor gave me 100000 and another one gave me 80000 and I can't pay them back. And they hired lawyers to sue me because when I asked them for money, I full-heartedly told them the whole story of why I needed it. I didn't tell them I needed it for my business. I told them that my fiancé was coming and I had things tied up in customs. Donna believes it was multiple people from the same dangerous group we'll talk about in a minute. She says they made it very easy and convenient for her to transfer money. Of course, her kind of the scumbags. They created a fake bank account. Of course, I had access to that account with all the passwords and transferred the money back so that I could give to them. The money just never showed up in my account. And in a way, I'm glad it didn't because then I would have been potentially sued or had charges brought against money laundering. And I'm glad that actually never did come about. But my lawyer had all of the hundreds of emails. He had access to how we were texting because I couldn't screenshot, you know, 3,000 texts. So I gave my lawyer access to my password and my login information on how to read this person or person's text. I downloaded all of the fake IRS customs and lawyer documents that I got. To allow someone in to read all of your private text messages must have been it really was difficult. Hu- humiliating, humiliating because there wasn't a whole lot of sexual like innuendos, but there was three of them that we did talk, you know, a little bit, but I wouldn't really go there too heavily. My lawyer saw me crying 80% of the time. And I said, I'm so embarrassed. And he says, you know what? You need to stop. I do this because he's actually a criminal lawyer. I had to get a criminal lawyer who deals with the worst of the worst here in San Diego. He's like, your stuff is fluffy compared to what I deal with. And I said, but it's humiliating. You saw my innermost because I've been married twice, April. I never said anything to my husband's like I said to him. So it is so shameful. So incredibly shameful. So we we met, quote unquote, on August 9th. My birthday was September 9th. He sent me four gifts on my birthday. He hasn't asked for money yet. No money was exchanged. I got a blanket. I got a necklace. And then two months to our anniversary, so to speak, he sent me more gifts. Still hasn't asked me for money, but is you know, professing how much he loves me and how much he can't wait to be here to live with me. What she says next is something I've heard in every single victim I've interviewed and a big reason behind me doing this podcast. I never knew any of this happened. I was so naive. I had no idea military scams went on. I knew about scamming, but he, he just was, or they were just so good at what they did. And You know, I know there's different levels. You know, you've got the Yahoo boys that are lower level. that have got the medium. They definitely are at the professional level. Yeah. What was the point that you realized that you're being scammed? Okay. It was finally in March. He was supposed to be here. First, it was supposed to be November. Then it was supposed to be right before Christmas. Mm -hmm. And 
then January, I started questioning. But then finally in March, when he was supposed to be here, and he said I needed to write his superior, his general, a letter to ask him to come home that it's an emergency. And then when I got an email back saying they needed X amount of dollars for him to come home to be released so someone else could take his position. And then I went, that is absolutely false, 100% false. But it was like, I, I just stood there shaking because I'm going, I'm going to lose everything in my life right now. And to know that, because he was sending me packages, of course, that had bars of gold and blue diamonds in it. And so I, I had to keep paying for the lawyer. I had to keep paying for the customs. They made up a fake delivery company that I could actually track the package while it was in transit and going through customs. They created fake bank accounts to Key Bank. You know, Key Bank is an international legitimate bank. They actually created websites to look like key bank identical with login information and when i logged in i saw all his transactions with money in and out and this is the worst part my son is in intelligence in korea my son can find anybody and anyone in the military and i gave him davis's rank you know the person called himself davis and he said mom i I can't find him i said honey but he's there just keep looking and he's like i gotta trust you because i love you but i can't find him well when i finally told my son the last thing he said mom if you don't get to the fbi right now i mean right right now and i'm like i can't I, i can't i can't even leave the apartment when i went to the fbi they just blankly looked at me and i said but you don't understand this is not a small this is not a minor scam and they said well we're really sorry this happened but we you know you can call back in about 6 weeks to see if we open the case and i said you guys don't think i'm real do you thank god i had my mother she she's going to be 80 in november donna jumped into action locking everything down and turning to her family for support I shut down every social media I had. Um, I had to close all my business accounts from Instagram to Pinterest to Facebook. I locked down everything on Facebook except my profile picture. Nobody could see anything. And I stayed with my mom for 10 days and she was trying to admit me because I was going to kill myself because I just thought I I have no idea how ever again to come out from under this Mm -hmm. financially and mentally so this is how I would never have told anybody I worked with but my brother this is amazing so my brother was in and out of the hospital through COVID and after COVID um, trying to commit suicide by drinking because he's been in and out of dealing with alcoholism for years and he supported me but he said you have got to come clean to everybody you know so nobody finds out that you've been lying or hiding anything so if you come clean and open up just like I did with my alcoholism to everybody and whether or not they still want me in their lives or not that's up to them but you brought it to the table before they heard about it secondhand that makes sense kind of like in AA you start the meetings with my name is such and such and I'm an alcoholic exactly so my lawyer called one of my clients, a husband and wife that I've been with for 13 years who are like family to me. I mean, I have keys to their home. I have done two homes for their son. I know their grandchildren. I'm an interior architect. And um, 
So I get to know people on a really personal level. And they text me and they said, we have a lawyer calling us. Is this the scammer? Is this real? If it's real, after you talk to him, I'm here. You can call me and I will explain. So my lawyer started it off and then they called me. And I mean, I couldn't even get words out because I was bawling so hard. And I had lost almost $50,000 of their money. And they said to me, we love you. We are never going to hold this against you. And the reason we can say this is because my sister-in-law has been involved for years with a scammer and her own daughter had to take over all her accounts. That's the reason those clients understood. But there were others on the list, too. I have another set of clients who are like family to me, too, and they're lawyers. And she called my mother every day to see if I was alive, like just to see if I was okay. And they gave me 15000 just to pay off bills. And to this day, I still work for them. So I at least knew that the type of person I am, I am not somebody who's desperate. It's just because my son is in the military. And this is why I felt like I was supporting this person. And this is why I did it. Because I'm like, for once, somebody in my life is going to understand me and how much I support my son and have his back 100%. Where a lot of people don't, you know, get the military or they don't understand or they have, you know, like, oh, the military is just a corrupt institution, which it basically can be in some ways, but not where my son is and not with the higher ranking men and women who are very solid. Donna finally got to the point where she was ready to confront her scammer. Of course, he acted like she was crazy. He was messaging me and he's like, why haven't you been messaging me? I haven't heard from you. And I said, you know, I just can't take your lies and who you are anymore. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm going to be there soon. And then the last message I ever said to him, I said, I don't hate you. I pity you. I said, you took everything I have and I brought me to my knees, but I will tell you, I will come back a hundred times stronger and you will never take my spirit. And I did that because I did not want to get angry because he had probably a good 50 pictures of me. And I'm so scared. Those are on the dark web right now with my family because they were semi-professional pictures because they weren't just little screenshots of me. And that's what the scammers want. They want the best of the best of the looking, you know, pictures of somebody. And mine were from my branding photo shoot, a lot of mine, you know, so they were professional photos. Donna has more pressing matters to deal with right now than people possibly stealing her pictures. I still may lose my business. I may have to file bankruptcy. I had to take a $120,000 loan out from the government and I have to start paying it back and I have no idea where I'm going to get the money to pay it back. Wow, that's stressful. No idea. Uh-huh. Man, I yeah. sweat just thinking about trying to do that. Wow. So obviously, she has a lot going on right now. She decided to take time out of her busy day to talk with me in order to get the word out to family members. Here, she talks about the red flags. Asking them for money, that's out of the norm. That's a red flag right there. If their behavior changes, because my mother said she never saw me so happy in my life. I've never been happier. Oh, yeah. My mom so, was just giddy. Yeah. I felt so solid. I felt so secure. Like someone really loves me. Someone really, really sees me for who I am because my ex-husband didn't. And someone that I felt like I could depend on, but yet he wasn't here. That's the biggest red flag in the world. 
This is where she starts to delve into the dangerous group that she believes is behind her scam, a much more sophisticated group than the Yahoo Boys. They're called Black Axe, spelled B-L-A-C-K-A-X-E. But it's now an international crime ring that's violent and they're very feared. Authorities have been making progress in the last couple of years with multiple arrests. This is so much deeper than what you even realize. So the Black Axe is a mafia group out of Africa. They are supported behind the political system there. They are the most ruthless killing machines. They have no remorse for life. The money that I sent to this group, it's used for child trafficking, women trafficking, and terrorism. They rule all of the ghettos. Nobody wants to face them or come near them. They walk around with machetes in their hands, and yet they are the ones that become the professionals, and the Yahoo boys are the ones that sit in cafes and do the small scans. It's the professionals. It is the most evil thing you'd ever want to hear about in this world. Donna didn't know she was a Black Axe victim until she got a hold of Diana Guerin. She wrote the book called Who is the Real Man Behind the Screen? And when I was telling her this, she's like, oh, honey, that is the Black Axe. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. You know, I was even in denial afterwards. She said, you've got to buy my book and read it. And when I did, now that I look back and I'm reading her book, because Her whole book is all interviews. Like each chapter is an interview, word for word, what she'd say, what he would say, what she said, and through their texts and their conversations. And then at the end of each chapter, it talks about all the red flags in that conversation. Well, three of them who came clean to her talked about voodoo and black magic. They actually, to continue getting more money, and they knew I was a high roller. I swear I know they used black magic on me because one day I was transferring money. I had smoke coming out of my nose. And I was like, oh, my God, what was that? Because I believe in such evil forces can be done on people. And I had I know that they were doing that to me because it was like I was transferring money to Coinbase. And I knew it was wrong, but I couldn't stop. I could not stop from doing it. And they even had another person in on it. So I had multiple people coming at me from different angles. Yeah, it's it's really ugly. And the other reason that I did not get mad at him or or get angry and cuss at him and, you know, just let my guard down with him is because Diana, who wrote this book, became so close with one of her scammers, he showed up on her doorstep. So that's why I hid out at my mother's for 10 days, too, because I didn't know if this person was on U.S. soil or not. You know, he could have been lying. He could have been here. But now he, I knew he wasn't because it was odd times of the day. Like I would always get messages as soon as I woke up and I'd get up at five in the morning. But the messages would always come through two hours earlier because so I'd get up at four o'clock in the morning to talk to him, you know, to keep texting back and forth. And then it was always around two or three in the afternoon, nothing late at night, my time. And it was funny because on Thanksgiving, I was transferring money and I was trying to get it to go through and it wasn't going through and he was talking me through it, but he never once wished me happy Thanksgiving, but he wished me, you know, Merry Christmas because that was a more familiar holiday Mm -hmm. than a Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have not heard from him ever again. I've blocked his email. I blocked everything that I could 
but he still has my website information. He could essentially reach out to me on my website. They can resurface. And he hasn't, fortunately. I think he knew that he got enough out of me. He needed to move on, that there was nothing else he'd be able to get out of me. Donna says she's on a dating site now, but feels comfortable because she knows what to spot. If she doesn't meet the man in person in just five days, she moves on. And she says she's had some wonderful dates. She admits, though, one of the biggest issues is being overly suspicious, maybe a little too soon, and she's working on that. As for me, I'm finally burying mom at her final resting place next week. It'll be just me and my brother. She's been on my mind a lot lately, partly because of a big event I'm emceeing in our hometown of Independence, Kansas next week. She would have loved to be there and seeing her daughter on stage, just like many other mothers, showing off their children's her favorite thing. I can't help thinking if she only would have waited a few hours, just a few hours until she was safe, she may have been able to be at our hometown festival. She died after rolling out of bed in the middle of the night and broke her neck. But here's the thing. At 7 o'clock that morning, she was supposed to be on her way to my brother's house, where we had a hospital bed with railing to keep her safe, ready and waiting. Mm, That makes me sad. If you have a story you'd like to share, you can email me at scammerstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Scammer Warriors.